0: Keenum is under center against the five-man front. Hits Tavon, to the 15, to the 10, leaving inside five on his feet in the end zone. Touchdown, Tavon Austin. Case Keenum throws sideline, route far sideline, a receiver, open, hits a cut of the 20. 15, 10, five, touchdown. Keenum gives the Gurley up the middle. He's got a first down, lunging for the goal line. He's in, touchdown, Tom Gurley.
2: We give to Tavon, on the end of the run, has a seed, gets to a
3: 20, 15, 10, five, touchdown,
4: let your Case Keenum freak flag fly. If uh, that was the final Rams game in St. Louis history, a 31-23 victory, then it was basically the best game uh, Chris Wessling could hope for. Case Keenum, only three incompletions, two touchdowns, and his other boy, Tavon Austin, with a couple touchdowns. Rams win 31-23. The Bucks and the Rams are both 6-8, and eight, mostly a forgettable game game Wes. what what was your big takeaway I think I think the Rams building blocks the
5: Aaron Donald Tavon Austin and Todd Gurley are a good good place to build that would be the biggest takeaway and then the other one would be Tampa Bay's playoff hopes are done
4: yeah they're done both teams are at six and eight and of course uh, by the way this is Greg Rosenthal I'm here with Chris Wessling and we're going to get to uh, Dan Hanses Mark Sessler Lindsey Rhodes to preview all the week 15 games very shortly I, I was more taken with uh, the images at the end of the game where the f- the fans are chanting, save the Rams, save the Rams. Now, I don't think there was the emotion that there's going to be Sunday in San Diego, for instance, by all, by all accounts. Uh, it's very up in the air whether the Rams will move. I, I think at this point it might be a surprise if they are moving for next year. But it was just a weird scene, not a huge crowd there. But some fans chanting, you know, save the Rams. Some other fans at points you know chanting uh, disparaging comments about the team owner and just the general lack of excitement because this is a typical Rams type of game when they look really good it doesn't matter every you know even the good wins in the Jeff Fisher era come with an asterisk because they're not going anywhere they're going to get to seven wins, which is you always joke about it. And here they are at six and eight. They're probably going to get to seven wins if they can beat the 49ers in week 17. It's the same Rams team we've seen all along. The drive for seven and nine. Yeah, (laughs) This
5: was the best game by far. Any quarterback has played for the Rams all year. It's true. Uh, And he barely threw the ball after halftime, but he didn't. Because that's what the Rams do. They put it in their pocket and then try to hope the other team doesn't come back. And they just run Todd Gurley into the line three straight times. And
4: they almost did blow it they only win by eight after having a 21 to 3 lead at halftime the bucks had double the first downs and they have
5: 509 yards to the rams 319 again a lot of that is game momentum the rams
4: letting the bucks back into the game after they had established a big lead yeah the score took doug martin out of the game and he was you know looking great early uh, I don't think this game helped Jameis Winston's Rookie of the Year candidacy, even though he ends up with big numbers, wasn't one of his stronger games. Greg Williams confused him early, was inaccurate, Didn't. Well, just wasn't one of his best games. Also pulled off some nice throws, which he tends to do every week. I don't, I don't think it hurt uh, Aaron Donald's Defensive Player of the Year chances, though. He was very disruptive early. Yeah, you see him throwing guys
5: like six-time Pro Bowl guard Logan Mankins around the Rah. line of scrimmage, and he wasn't the only offensive lineman that got thrown around by Aaron Donald.
4: Yeah, Aaron Donald looked great, and Austin's really been a factor all year. He has a chance to win you a sandwich, I believe, he if he gets to 1,000 yards uh, from scrimmage. So that that's all the excitement that's really left with this Rams season. And the Bucks, who have been frisky, I, I never thought they were a playoff type of team anyways. They're probably going to get to about seven wins, and, and that's big progress for them. But I think that's enough on the Rams and the Bucks. Let's start talking about some of the teams that are in the playoff mix. And to do that, let's send it over to Dan Hansis.
0: The Around the NFL podcast. Give zero about the new Star Wars.
3: Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. Totally inaccurate, by the way, because I know I got one Star Wars fanboy in the midst right now who is going to be at a Friday morning show. Mm, boing. Star Wars The Force Awakens or whatever it's called. Mark will be yeah, there. Geez, Dan. What is it called? <laughs> That's well, it. you're right, but, you, you know. Oh. Tad dismissive. Oh. So you'll be there. Uh, the rest of us will not. I told you. We talked about it. I don't like hate Star Wars, and I'll I'll probably go if you give it a really good review. You kind of hate it. it. You out. sent out a tweet today making fun of it. Well, you? I'm going to the theater this weekend. I'm going to see Spotlight, the docudrama around the Boston Globe uncovering the uh, sexual abuse in the Catholic Church in Boston. No, I'm excited to see that, too. I tried to a Heat seeking weeks ago.
2: Film,
4: <laughs> why, why do they get to call it a docudrama if it's just a drama? I don't really understand. I don't know, but
3: Star Wars, Mark. Tell us. You are excited. Tell us why you're so excited to go to see Star Wars.
6: I think I've ex- unpacked this before, and I don't know what sort of childhoods you guys lived, but like, I the first movie I ever went to was Star Wars with my dad in England. I, I actually remember being in the theater with him and Crikey. understanding most of what was going on in my own little mind, but I was at the perfect age where, for me, it it all came at the right time, and I... I don't sit around thinking about it now all the time. One of the reasons I want to go see it tomorrow is because I just don't want to deal with the spoilers and having it all like kind of ruined if I wait two weeks and I'm listening to a bunch of people in the newsroom it gab has, about it. It That's has
3: consumed all. culture in the sense yes. that you could feel, because there are a lot of Star Wars fans in our newsroom, and you could actually feel the buzz in the air. Like There are people that are counting down the hours to see this movie, a lot of them at midnight tonight. You're right. I mean, you shouldn't
4: feel defensive. You are. I don't. You are part of the the norm down in the newsroom. I always, I often think because because I Greg uh, like turning me into like just an average yeah, drone. A, no, you're you're <laughs> just a corporate robot. Uh, I often think like that's one of the things I've learned. I never worked in an office until this job on a daily basis, and I feel more in touch with.
3: With the common people, it was important that you got an office. <laughs>
4: no, Greg, job, Greg. Greg suddenly mingling it with common
6: t-
3: people. I am saying, I know
4: what, like the water cooler <laughs> talking. But you've yeah. to
3: like you guys agree, Wes and, and Mark, that it was good for Greg to get into an office setting and start talking to humans that are different. <laughs> yeah, I think that it was. was good for Greg. It was. It was. I think it's been good for you. You agree, right? I don't know. Yeah. I think <laughs> it's a
6: journey, and you're Plus you're in the middle of that journey. Plus and minuses. <laughs>
3: uh, all right, let's. Uh, we got a lot to get to today. Of course, it's our Thursday. Uh, week fifteen preview show at the top of the uh, of this podcast. You heard from uh, Greg and Wes, who broke down the Thursday night game between the Rams and Bucks. And now it is our job uh, to break down the rest of the games that will feature thirty teams, fifteen games, one played Monday. What about Saturday? And one played Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Thank you for that. Greg's my checks and balances. I'm still (laughs)
6: getting over the fact that Greg said he's going to come down and hang out with the common people. (laughs) Uh It's a joke. I mean, that's a a little bit.
4: It was a a nod to the old uh, common man rankings, which uh, Which, I've
3: been struggling with lately. um, (laughs) (laughs) It was vitally important that Greg got into an office setting. This This has been really good for you. I'm sure if I talk to your wife, I'm going to talk to your wife this weekend. I'm going to ask her okay. if she thinks there's been a difference now that you're around all these people. Usually you've been able to pick and choose who you want to see in your life and be around, and now you're like the rest of us that you just deal with society and humans all around. <laughs> <laughs> Lived in New York, there's humans everywhere. <laughs> but you could pick, like New York or any city, but New York you could pick your experience exactly how you want to live it.
4: Yeah, that's true. That all sounds right. like a fun idea.
3: Yeah, <laughs> we shall. We'll talk about it. All right, let's uh, let's get into the games uh, and we'll start with that Saturday night game. And I'll tell you what, uh, the old Zeuser's excited whenever you get to watch a game at home, kick back with a little Tito's and grapefruit. Greyhound, as it's known, and watch the New York Jets play primetime football against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the Jets, huge, huge uh, implications for their chances of playing uh, playoff football. They're eight and five, which you would think a team that's eight and five is in really good position uh, to uh, to go to uh, the postseason. But the Jets have no margin for error the way it's shaking out right now with the Steelers and Chiefs both playing great football and owning all the tiebreakers. The Jets would be the odd team out. Um, a loss to the Cowboys would be devastating. So the Jets need this game. There's no way this team should be flat. Or uh, taking the Cowboys lightly, they can't afford to, can't afford to do that. Dallas, on the other hand, uh, Mark does not look like a good football team, uh, and the Jets are healthy and they're playing well right now. Three straight wins. The Jets are going to take care of business, right?
6: I think they are. I think that the thing about this Jets team is they've been well coached, in my opinion, under Todd Bowles. And I, I look at this uh, matchup, and I think that the feeling with the Cowboys. With or without Romo was like, they're going to come around at some point all season. And it's not just Tony Romo. They're just, outside of their pass rush, I'd compare them and the Jets and ask, what do, what does Dallas do better than New York right now? I think the Jets are n- n- not a outstandingly remarkable team, but they are a very much in the mix as an AFC wildcard team, and they deserved it. And I would be surprised if they don't get the job done on Saturday night. I think it would be very disappointing if they don't win convincingly.
5: Hmm. I'd look for a big game from Chris Ivory after watching the Packers run for more yards, I believe since 2008, 230
4: yards. But – I think that's a function of the Cowboys' offense, and that's the problem. The Cowboys' offense, and especially their passing game, is so bad it gives them no chance to win. I I thought that game was very similar to the Patriots-Cowboys game where the Cowboys' defense, I think if you gave them a halfway decent offense, they they could be a top-ten defense. Mm. But they hold up for two-and-a-half, three-quarters, and then eventually the dam just breaks. I mean, how many stops can you get? I think it's a pretty good defense over the last month, but it's not good enough that it's just going to win games on its own. So I agree. I think the Jets should take care of business pretty easily. I don't like this.
3: Too much confidence.
6: But, you know, but Dan, <laughs> that's because you're, you are, you know, you, you root for a team that's historically had more downs than ups, this and is the it's, game it's hard that, to grasp. Yeah, the
3: the thing that you get excited about as a Jets fan is that they're getting stronger as the season goes along, and Fitzpatrick in particular. I still have to check out where Greg has him in his QB index this week. Big bump. Uh, is it a big bump? Mm-hmm. Well,
4: Your politicking definitely you know, a factor. <laughs>
3: but as a Jets fan, and any Jets fan listening to this podcast knows exactly what I'm talking about, They've lost this game a hundred times in the past when they've been in good position. Uh, the Jets are, are are kings of the December flameout. So let's see if they can keep it up, win four in a row. And we all pick the Jets to win the game. So let's see if they take care of business. Do not let me down. magic. Also, don't let me down because I've been pumping you up for Greg. <laughs> I <laughs> Big got spot. you. I got you all the way up on the QB index. Where is he? Fifteen. Fifteen. That's exactly where he That is a perfect spot, Greg. Uh, Greg right just didn't want to
6: deal with the fallout of putting him even. But once. it's also oh, the right place. It he's is the watching right place. That is. That's
4: true. But he's played great the last three weeks. Part, yep. part of it is he's just on a big time hot streak.
3: But part of it is that I'm annoying. And that's good. A little bit of both. That's okay. <laughs> good uh, mix. Yes. The, uh, as uh, Deb Hansis, my mother, has always told me, the greasy uh, wheel, you know, or the rusty wheel. Well, she always yeah. told you, you. I don't get ask, to see you're my mom i never met the squeaky you. wheel yeah. gets the grease. Yeah. <laughs> the rusty wheel gets <laughs> the <rusty> grease.
6: <laughs> <it. laughs> that lesson was passed down in pristine fashion, you know, obviously. My poor
3: son is going to get a really uh, butchered version of that. Let's move on now. Let's talk a little bit about the Kansas City Chiefs, the other team, uh, along with the Jets and Steelers, fighting for the wild card spot. They have won seven games in a row, guys, and now they go – uh, to Baltimore to face a beat-up Ravens team. Uh, Matt Schaub, is he the quarterback this week for the Ravens? I'd lose track of these no, things. Matt Schaub is
6: is he's out.
5: Full practice on Thursday. Oh, is he back? Okay, okay so
3: he should be uh, playing if he's practicing in full. They do have Ryan Mallett, they, who they signed this week. Don't think you'll see Ryan Mallett. This week, but don't be surprised if he gets some rips before the end of the season. Uh, Justin Houston of the Chiefs, by the way, hyperextended knee went to see Dr. James Andrews. Uh, there's no tear or anything, but he still seems to be a week-to-week proposition. Uh, Wes, i will start with you on this one. The Chiefs playing great, great football. They stub their toe against the Ravens and leave the door open.
5: I I just can't see it. I don't. When you watch the Ravens play, you it's just a it's a team that has so many holes because they're like the chargers. They just lost so many players for the season and who moves the ball
4: on that offense? I just don't see it happening. Jimmy Clausen it sounds like has a good chance to start and I would think he earned himself another start. Yeah. I thought he played pretty well against Seattle. It was one of the more surprising things I saw when I watched the games this week was him. I think he had 178 yards in the first half of that game including about four or five chunk plays, 20, 25 yards down the field. He wasn't afraid to throw it. He's comfortable and trust offense and schaub isn't a hundred percent i don't think it matters i think the chiefs are gonna win why Chuck, am i talking that's how bad you, why am i talking is. about class so yeah that's much? how bad he is he didn't engineer a single touchdown drive and you still think he had a good game if we did he like, dropped one one in the end zone and a couple things went against them they also had 11 that years loss rushing. was not
6: on him he also
4: right. did not do much
6: to help them in if, terms of points
3: if we um had some type of award show at the end of the season which maybe we would who knows but uh Chunk plays, which is really gaining some steam as uh, football jargon mm-hmm. in the mainstream, is one of my favorite. I think it might be really? my favorite really? I'm a uh, buzz term. Okay, you don't like it?
6: Well, it's been out there for a while, and it's it starts to grate on me <laughs> at, at some. point. <laughs>
5: well, there's there's a a term every year mm, in the NFL, right. like Narrative.
4: A couple years ago, mm. one year it was Pay Dirt. Everyone kept saying Pay hey, Dirt. <laughs> it's my favorite award on the, the show. <laughs> Pay Dirt. Really? Yeah, he oh. reaches yeah. Pay Dirt. Yeah. It's my favorite award on the Shecky Awards, uh, which people should check out. Is, is he always has like the jargon of the year? Yeah. Is
3: what? So I don't know. Is who's, it who's up? Oh, I'll here. have to talk. Yeah. To chunk
6: play is a big Greg Cosell term going back yes. to his
4: podcast days.
6: It's
3: gaining pop though. It's getting big pop this year. You
4: know who doesn't get chunk plays? Alex Smith.
3: No, there that's a bit of a shot. But all right, yeah. <laughs> but we all pick the Chiefs to win the game and uh, win, move to nine and five. Chiefs keep rolling. That's what we think anyway. Moving forward, the Houston Texans. Uh, they are tied atop the AFC South at 6-7. and seven. Go figure. Now they travel to Indianapolis to play the other team at 6-7 in the AFC South, the Indianapolis Colts. Speaking of quarterback trouble, uh, we have Matt Hasselbeck, who has a rib injury. He practiced in a limited fashion on Thursday, so we might see him. You think he'll probably play if he's back on the field working. Uh, so this is a game between, uh, you know, bad quarterbacks or old quarterbacks, and there's no way to really pick a favorite, Greg. I mean, who knows between these two teams?
4: You're right. The Texans have done more recently that would get you somewhat excited about them. But then again, they're coming <laughs> coming off two games where their defense didn't really show up. So there's nothing to like about this game. Wes and I were here on a Thursday night. It was one of the more sneaky Entertaining games of the year, but largely that was because of Ryan Mallett's sideline facial expressions. Oh, that and great. that's not really going to happen this week. That's my analysis.
5: <laughs> it would
3: be crazy if it did. If he just showed up, Hasselbeck Steering. said
5: he's still having trouble breathing, which is a pretty important function for a quarterback. So, or I actually, when you're forty,
6: or really any human, right?
4: <laughs> Moncrief is uh, injured right now for the Colts. That that second half that was eye opening against the Jaguars. Just it. it started to feel like the roof is just caving in. Wes has been calling this a bad, bad team all year, and I think they've at least fought for Pagano. They've had a lot of comebacks, and now I don't even know if they're fighting. I like the Texans a little more. Well, Wes time. is right. They
6: are a bad team, and I am openly rooting for both of these teams to implode and have the Jacksonville Jaguars win this division because Certainly they, be more fun to watch. they are more fun. You need fun.
4: a tie, though, in this game. The problem is one of them wins it, and they get to seven wins. That means the Jaguars probably have to win out to get in don't assume they, anything, they right. would but the, oh well we can get <laughs> well, to the jaguar we think? can get
6: to Jaguars well. because their schedule is doable to win out if they it play is. the way they have and i just i think that you know the texans what we saw with their defense was very promising a couple weeks ago but they're not a consistent team you're not going to get that all year long and, and you know what you go in and you lay an egg so badly to new england your entire coaching staff and your quarterback all come from the new england system and you don't show
4: up in a big spot get out of here <laughs> well, Yates, they did. I think they've done a good coaching job. They've they got they got banged in Houston this week for using too much wild hard banging. But they've had to be like that all year. Sometimes it's gonna work, sometimes but, it doesn't. And it's T.J. Yates, man, he I don't know. This
3: let's is, cut through the BS too. If the Colts win this game, they're gonna win the division. They would be seven and seven. They would have the head to head tiebreaker on the Texans by yep. by root of the uh, season sweep. And the Jaguars, uh, barring a collapse by the Colts. They're going to win that division with eight, maybe maybe Colts, I, points, I, but. Seven Colts are fully
4: capable of collapsing. Yes, they but are. There's only two more weeks left in the season. Right. Seven wins and all the tie breaks is most My point likely is- going to get it done. The Jaguars have not won – more exactly. than two games in a row all season. Why we, do we think we're going to get? Four we more? all agree that Jaguars
3: are uh, more exciting than these two teams, but that is also a deeply flawed team over there. In well, Jackson. they're growing, but yes. Absolutely. There's a, They have problems as well. So we'll see what happens. I think if the Colts win, it's over, and let's see what we have here. Mark thinks it happens. He thinks the Colts win. A lot of hero picks this week this for you, Mark. God bless you. The rest of us took the Texans, but I think it is a coin flip. That's a good hero pick. Uh, let's move on. The Atlanta Falcons. Uh, l- l- maybe the worst team in football right now uh, is the Atlanta Falcons, <laughs> who started out 5-0 and and are now basically out of contention before Christmas. Good job, guys. Uh, they now travel <laughs> to Jacksonville to face the Jaguars, and is, as we just said, the jaguars if they want any any want to have any chance of him being in the conversation to steal that division you have to win this game at home i do not trust them even a little bit uh mark Sessler, but at the same time i don't trust the falcons at all
6: yeah i do trust the jaguars more than more than some and they they have a schedule after this falcons game they had the saints and the texans winning out is not an insane endeavor but you're right we haven't seen them be that team, but at some point, this young offense, I think, uh, two two years from now, we could look at this and say they're one of the best offenses in football. They've got a lot of parts, and they're all young and growing up together at the same time. So teams like that, when you have one side of the ball that is on the verge of becoming dominant, you'll see them go on a late-season win streak. Yeah. And I think that they're the most entertaining team in this division. Now, are they going to do it? Probably not. But they can take care of the Falcons. If they Look what they did last week. You're seeing all year long, you've seen little hints of explosion well, from this offense. One
3: thing I'll say about last week, too, is that that was a weird game. They were getting glued out of their building at halftime because they couldn't move the ball a yard, and then the, the floodgates opened up in the second half. So you kind of saw both sides of the Jaguars in that game, and 51-16 made it look like they painted a masterpiece, but it wasn't that.
5: The defense is still a bad defense, yes. but we talked quite a few times during the early part of the season whether Gus Bradley and David Caldwell were in trouble, and I think – their offense has been so promising that the jobs have been saved. Mm-hmm. Look at how they've drafted. Bortles yelled in Allen Robinson. Uh, they pick up Allen Hearns. I mean, and, and they've even drafted a couple of guards who are playing
4: well. So, I think that David Caldwell's done a good job with the offense. Jaguars should love us because we love them. We look for any reason to get excited about them <laughs> at all. They have lost two of their last three games, and those two losses were to possibly the two worst teams in the AFC: the Titans <laughs> and the Jet and the Chargers. That's <laughs> what I'm we saying. just see. Let's them just down down okay, it. I agree. I'm, I'm with it though because Bortles is, I think, my number one favorite young quarterback. Just I like him. I like to watch him play, but. I don't know. They also scored 31 and 42
6: points in those losses. I'm just saying. That's how bad they're They're a one-sided team on one side of the ball, and we'll see what happens.
3: In Yeah, okay. That's fair. Let's see. Let's see how it plays out. They got three games left to get it right, and we all took the Jaguars to win that game. Moving on. If you're a professional that was good in though. the business, you, there's certain affectations that the audience wants. That, that would be no, it's.
6: I mean, for, really for the three of us, it's just a, sitting in on a master class.
3: So be it. I don't want to say that. But if you say that, thank you. I'm blessed.
6: You're more than welcome.
3: Uh, the <laughs> Chicago Bears are five and eight and they stink. And we all know that. But they hang around in games. They head to Minnesota uh, to face the Vikings. And the Vikings, you know, no longer cruising along as the happy-go-lucky team. is a little, uh, you know, what's the word? Angst. You got to win Angst. this game. Angst. You got to win a ball game here. You got to win it in your building, and you got the best running back in the planet. You stick it in his gut 29 times and win the game, right, Wes?
5: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's your that's your recipe if you're the Vikings. What? How are they on Linval Joseph and um, Anthony Barr, Harrison Smith this week? I think they are
4: expected to get them back. I'm going to double check for you. But I'm looking to see if – Teddy Bridgewater builds on what was one of his best games of the year. They had a great performance on Thursday night football. We they put ta- up a fight. We haven't talked about it as a team, but they played the Cardinals toe-to-toe. They looked like two totally Fair. even teams. And Teddy Bridgewater, I thought, had probably his, just about his best game of the season. So it'd be nice to see him build on that because he's had a little bit of a disappointing season. And from a
6: defensive angle, that came with Joseph, Harrison Smith, and Anthony Barr all not on the field against one of the best offenses in football. So it's, you know... Their coach, Mike Zimmer, said, I don't want this to be a yo-yo team. Mm. But it's not a yo-yo. Your schedule at this point of the year is revealing what they are, which is a good but not great team that's not fully
4: there yet. Looks like Barr will not play. Smith will play, and Joseph is up in the air, but it sounds like he'll probably play. So there you go,
5: two out of three.
3: Good info, Greg. Wes, are you pleased with what the boss pulls out there?
5: <laughs> yes, because um, I filled out my Pro Bowl ballot last week for the first time, and those were the three defensive players on my mm. ballot for the
3: Vikings. I liked that you did there. I saw you tweeted that out. And if, if people aren't familiar with the criteria involved with the, with the Pro Bowl, some people will think you're like some type of accredited writer that is part of the group that makes Pro Bowl picks. It made you seem very important. I liked it. It did? I, that's the way I read it. I was like, I for a split second, I thought, whoa, does Wes have a voice in the Pro Bowl selection? But it's fans actually... Do. Yeah, me oh, and, it's, me it's and 33 million other people have yeah, a voice. He, in it. It's actually, they do a good job with it in the sense <laughs> that it's fans, coaches, and players all take part in the voting. Your boy, Tom Brady, by the way, the leading vote-getter uh, just ahead of Cam Newton.
4: He's a good player, that Brady. <laughs> Having a nice season.
3: Anybody Con- going to Hawaii to cover the game for around the NFL?
4: Yeah, Connor Orr. He'll be there.
3: Connor, that's Connor a lot of frequent fire miles.
4: Yeah, you're right. He's piling them up. Tom, piling on. On By the way, why vote t- for Tom Brady? He has not shown up for a Pro Bowl since 2000 and I think it was four or something. Yeah, 2004. So it's 11 years straight. That's, was, that's, that's, like, what, sorry, that's what
3: Tommy boy, your, your, your precious prince of New England, Tommy boy, that's what he thinks about you fans.
4: <laughs> well, a lot why of that, he's not exotic enough for him? Sometimes he's in the Super Bowl, so that. That's
3: Many times, day. unfortunately, <laughs> we all took the Vikings uh, to improve to nine and five, which would you know basically wrap it up for them going to the playoffs. They need that. Just get the win. Don't let any doubts creep into your mind, and you should be able to handle that. Come on, you know sub the subreddit board. I'm sure we haven't checked in on that in a while, but <laughs> you got to imagine they're freaking out, right?
6: I now. heard from a Vikings fan after I picked them to win multiple times, and they kept getting losing on me and killing me in the picks. Who said, "Listen, we we are what we are. I'm sorry." And I agree. They're just—they're not. You are. We you are. You're the last wild card team. Go have fun with it.
3: All right. Here we go. We move on. The Tennessee Titans uh, visit uh, the throne of ease in Foxborough. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to. Listen. I'll tell you what. You watched the New York Jets and Tennessee Titans play last week. Tennessee barely showed up for that game. Guys making business decisions on the field. This game is 27 nothing at halftime before the Jets put, took their foot off the accelerator. I think the Patriots, and they might even get Julian Edelman back in this game. They got Gronk, who looked healthy last week. This smells like
5: 50-burger. <laughs> mm. <laughs>
3: <laughs> really? 50-burger. Offense, right now? offense in- getting okay. healthy. A terrible Tennessee team that's quit on an interim coach. 50-boyga.
6: Well, they're not healthy in the backfield. That's one thing I'd say. What, two run? Greg, you pointed out this morning on, on Slack.
3: Quit slacking. Sign up
6: for Slack today. You know, blunts out. and they've At got
3: Slack to- HQ on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> what else do we have to so, do? I
4: mean, please, that sponsor. With literally, we're getting no material. money from them.
3: <laughs> but a lot of people are we're tweeting th- at Slack saying, hey, give the guys money at Around the NFL. And here's the most <laughs> twisted thing about <laughs> it is that if we did get a sponsor, it would be the NFL getting the money. We're the, we're the heroes in this. Where's the payout?
6: And you're showing, you know, before they even sink their dough into us that you can do a spot, you know, pricelessly in a beautiful way that promotes the product and I'm makes us I'm just customers sick about it all. Excited.
3: The business dynamics of this world make me sick sometimes. I hear you. <laughs> anyway, this game.
4: Yeah. Greg, I thought you were you were starting to talk about losing LeGarrette Blunt for the season. That's we this is the first time we've taped a podcast since that happened. That's a major loss for them. Not that LeGarrette Blunt is one of the top ten running backs in the league, but I think there's a significant drop-off to Brandon Bold and, and James White. Those mm-hmm. are literally the only two running backs active on the roster. White doesn't even run the ball. I mean, he's basically a pass You're he, not a James
3: back. White fan, though. He's
4: a poor, poor man's Deion Lewis. And you figure they're going to activate either Monty Ball, who they've signed to their practice squad, or I forget the name of their Well, it's a fullback. Rookie. They have yeah, a fullback. Trey Williams. I mean— they got Leonard Hankerson. I'm kind of excited about that. Julian Edelman is going to get Greg had
5: a Throne of Ease moment in the hallway
4: today talking about the Falcons
5: just basically giving the Patriots
4: Leonard oh, yeah. Hankerson. Well, I thought it was nice. <laughs> Scott Pioli and Thomas Dimitrov, they're struggling there in Atlanta. Things aren't going well. They do the old Patriots a solid. Hankerson requests his release off injured reserve. Here, have this solid... Wide receiver, who was your number two wide receiver, uh, we'll let him go. You can have him. Watch Leonard Hankerson catch a crucial touchdown pass in the playoffs. I guarantee it. Kind of surprising because the Falcons' offense hasn't been right
5: since Hankerson got injured. He's one of the reasons that, that their offense is sunk because he's not playing.
4: I like it. I mean, I like adding a little. They, I wouldn't be surprised. Some, I would not be surprised. I like he how they're also. Guy. They need some yeah. depth is all I mean on offense. They just need offensive players that are halfway competent. And Tom, Tom Brady. You know what else worked out for you, Greg? That every other team ahead of the Patriots on the waiver wire
6: also cooperated to let Hankerson fall right down to New England. Have a nice end of your season, <laughs> Leonard Hankerson. That's fair.
5: Super Bowl MVP, Leonard Hankerson.
3: He fought, I was thinking as so I saw Jared Allen, uh, you know, in some highlight recently for the Panthers, like, oh, I forgot about you, buddy. You're in a good spot all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. Now you and Lanny could talk about it at the Super Bowl this year.
4: I mean, you never know. It might be one of those things too. Like, if there's changes in Atlanta after the season, you you could come in and even be part of this Super Bowl run.
3: Mm.
5: <laughs> Let's stop look, acting like um. Stop acting like the Patriots aren't just going to plug in somebody who's going to rush for a hundred yards. Exactly.
4: They have the 27th ranked rushing attack in the league in terms of yards. That's
3: it's why Legarrette
5: play. Blunt isn't that big of a loss.
4: I, I hear that. that that's he has a not fair been argument.
3: moving too well before that hip injury either. LeGarrette Blount has not been scary this year. That's well, fair. you
6: just you get him into January. That's when he becomes
4: the guy. That's what they won't have. He's okay, and I don't know how Brandon Bolden's going to hold up with twenty. I guess they just won't. Stephen Jackson, Jackson. They won't right? run the ball much. Really tough spot for Greg here, Dan. Yeah, I
3: hope you're okay this weekend, Greg. Uh, moving on, we all took the Patriots to outlast the Titans. Uh, the Buffalo <laughs> Bills are heading to Landover, which is uh, in Maryland, which is where the Washington uh, Redskins FedEx play field. football. Uh, yes, correct, Wes. Yes, we. Anybody that's been asking about Win West's toaster, that will come back sometime in the off season in a revised format. That's all that I'll be said right now. <laughs>
5: Too many tomato cans.
3: Too many tomato cans. Mm. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are playing the Redskins. Uh, the Bills are basically done for after that loss to the Eagles last week. But you know, if you want to give yourself any shot, you got to win the last three games on your schedule. The Redskins, meanwhile, are tied for first place in the NFC East. Three teams at six and seven. Uh, Chris Wessling, here's one thing to be nervous about, that Tyrod Taylor is the greatest of all time. This according to Bill's running back, Carlos Williams.
5: (laughs) Greatest what of all time?
3: I I assume quarterback, he called him the GOAT this week in an interview with a uh, local reporter. I don't, that doesn't really make sense to me. (laughs) I don't know what he's (laughs) going for there. Well, all right, now I don't want to leave Carlos Williams uh, hanging. His brother uh, played at Florida State while Tyrod Taylor was at Virginia Tech, and he saw him do special mm-hmm. things in college and now is uh, obviously a fan of his work as a starter this season. Uh, well, he's so been he, a
5: godsend to the Bills, who we spent the offseason basically trashing their quarterback situation. He's been – I would guess he's in the top 15 on Greg's quarterback index. He's a
3: above-average quarterback this season. That's, so, the, yeah. that's the funky thing about this Bill season is that – Rex finally got a quarterback, and then he wasn't able to coach up the defense.
4: But he had two big-time throws last week at the end of that game against the Eagles. Third and – I think it was third and long with about two and a half minutes left where he had a wide-open Sammy Watkins, sailed it. Uh, Then gets the ball back with a chance to get the field goal that keeps him in playoff contention, air mails a deep ball right to the Eagles. He's a good – he's had a good season. I still don't know if you can just – pencil him in next year as, like, that's your guy long term. Well,
3: I wrote a post on Around the NFL yesterday about – Humble brag. His (laughs) – well, perhaps, but he – What is not a humble brag at this point? I know. It's getting getting loose, the standards. But uh, by reaching 50% of the team's snaps, snaps, it voids the third year of the contract he signed. So next year is a contract year for him, and the Bills will have to make a decision – Sooner rather than later, I guess the move would probably be to wait it out and not get Fitzpatrick again if you're Buffalo. But at the same time, it's like he has a 100 passer rating. He's basically been their best quarterback since Rob Johnson in 1998. I don't think you want to play too many games. If you like him, sign him. Yeah, what's the rush,
4: though? Wait till halfway through next season. You want to give him a big contract. Yeah. Well, if you believe in him, men. you could
3: probably get him at a good value. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's Th- this
4: things.
6: week, there. Are, if you look at the games that we're talking about, there are not a lot of good games at all. This is one of the more interesting ones in my book, and I, you know, this is the Bills. The Bills to me, every time I get excited about, it, they let me down, and I, they, I find them. They're a very agitating uh, group of people, but
4: you know, <laughs> they only, run the ball well, and the Redskins but have. We've not had our quote for Twitter now. <laughs> yeah. The Bills are a very agitating group of people. Yeah, that our, was let right, exactly. right,
3: the record show yeah. that we forked them correctly. That's true. You know the fork thing isn't looking as bad as it looked a few weeks ago. We're still in trouble with a couple teams, but it's not going to be a train wreck. We're still writing a check, most likely.
4: Yeah, the Chiefs are are the ones, and it's hard to really.
3: But even they're s- not safe. I mean, no,
4: it's hard to say see that coming too. I mean, but if the Colts win the out.
3: division, and somehow the Chiefs lose out in that game of musical chairs. We're cruising, baby. We ain't cutting no check for charity. Yahoo! Wait, it's Christmas time. You should want to cut a check for charity. I know. That was why I was joking. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, we – ooh, ooh, interesting. Uh, Dan and Connor took the bills. Uh, The rest of the crew took the Redskins. Mm. Moving on. By the way, you said, in my book, Mark. I would love to read your book.
6: What was in my book? I don't even remember. Uh,
3: this game was in your book. In my book, in one the of the best. best games games. Oh yeah. No, you know. Listen. What's in that book?
4: That's, I don't know. I have to go read it. You can have this game. You can be assigned this game. Can I? Sure. Well, wait. I. Oh, okay. I don't think there's going to be a huge demand.
3: <laughs> I'm not clamoring for it. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers are heading to Oakland, the Black Hole, as it's known, uh, to face the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders, another team that's basically out of it now. Uh, at six and seven, the way the AFC and the NFC really, the the wild card picture, it's not uh, you know a lot of teams fighting for those spots, uh, and the Raiders are one of those teams that basically needs a miracle. They got to win out, so they got to beat the Packers uh, in their building. And I'll tell you what, don't have the guts to pick the Raiders. Hmm. Not going to do it. Thought about it, didn't. But I really would not be shocked if some of these uh, Packers problems pop up again on the road with a bit of a schizophrenic Raiders team that has has had its moments this season. I could pl- see it being one of those good Derek Carr games. Uh, uh, Mari Cooper breaks out of his, his slump. You know, Latavius Murray runs for 100 yards, and all of a sudden the Raiders are cooking. Could see it.
5: I'd be interested to see how Mike McCarthy plays this game. He said he needed to shut up more when they asked him about taking over as a play caller. A few days later he became the play caller and then changed the entire offense, rolled out, two back sets 48 times, and their average was 11 times per game before that. And along with that came Aaron Rodgers, by far his best play-action performance of the year. He had 140.5 passer rating on play-action in that game. So everything was built around the running game, which is something that hasn't really been the case since McCarthy's been in Green Bay.
6: And it's and the Raiders have not given up 100 yards since week 11 on the ground. I mean, their run defense mm. has been surprisingly stout Gave up 34 to the Broncos, and that was without CJ Anderson. But I, you know, I picked the Raiders in this game. You did don't want to spoil that your little moment there, Dan, with the picks part of this. But <laughs> listen, I think. that <laughs> there, Wait, the how would Ra- that spoil it?
3: Well, well that,
4: I don't that's, know because that's, that's your sort- special time.
6: Yeah, I don't. That's your. It is a special time for you to you know do your little thing, and oh, okay. so I, you know, I apologize.
3: I don't know what we're talking about, but go I on. don't either. No. I, well, by I the way, you, I, you the picked way- the team that has Khalil Mack.
6: I Which did, but nice what pick. you just said and why you th- you almost picked them is why I th- I think that they've got another signature win left them in, the, in mm-hmm. what has been a good season in Oakland, and it's not a fluke what's happening there. There are a lot of young, good players on both sides of the ball, and the Green Bay Packers, I think what happened at the end of that Dallas game is not how Green Bay can operate
4: consistently every quarter. I don't think they're there yet on offense. Well, it's easy to stay committed to the running game when you're – when you know you can stop the opposing offense when you can just keep giving Matt Castle drive after drive you can be patient we have been so eager to just believe that the packers are back after these couple wins okay they get a win everything's fine we thought that after the vikings game so i just want to see them put it together for a couple weeks there's no reason to think that they're out of the super bowl mix but you just would like to see it so let's let's see it this week let you Start stacking up some wins where the defense is playing well, where this new running game is is rolling, and this is a tough matchup. I agree with you guys. I think the Raiders have a chance.
3: I think uh, you know cosplay, Mark, is a big thing if you go to a Raiders game. What? And uh, what's cosplay? I, no, cosplay is it's it's costume play. It's it's something, Mark, I know you're dressing up for Star Wars. No, I right am on.
6: absolutely not. And the only reason this word is being discussed is because I had a friend that texted it to me and I had to go look up what it meant.
3: Well, I just want to, since on the subject of cosplay... <laughs> it's a uh, lot like a subreddit. Sydney, I just want to let you know, darling, that uh, Disneyland and Disney World have instituted a new policy that affects you directly. Um, <laughs> now there are walkthrough metal detectors. I don't think that... Uh, hurts you at all but there is now a ban on costumes for anyone 14 and older and that includes during Halloween season your thoughts
2: um I was not aware this even is, if is you this, did I
3: just drop a bomb on you well
2: no but I mean there's like a there's like a Halloween party that they've been allowing people to go not to anymore costumes. would well, you dress
6: up if you were to go to the theme park yourself
3: well she goes um, all the time They may
2: I know, have yeah. during Halloween mm, okay already do
6: you dress up as
2: well, I dressed up as Anna from Els or from Frozen?
6: Look at you. Don't even know who that is. Don't know what it is. You, well, that's you don't have you daughters. I know you have two boys. Have daughters you have two boys. I, do boys.
4: I know I do
2: know. I yeah, know Greg knows. Greg's I, know I didn't know the difference
4: between characters. I didn't know the difference. the blonde. You-
2: no,
3: Anna's not no, the, blonde. No. Oh, the, nice sisters, right? the
4: blonde. Oh, the sisters, right? I have a hot take about them, but we'll talk about it often. air. sisters, I do is want to turn off ninety eight percent of our listeners. Okay.
3: <laughs> Were you gonna say something like misogynistic or something?
4: No, it was more like I, it was more that all the kids like with it. like one of those two characters, but it's it's an un, it's unfair, it makes no sense. Well, but Greg,
6: you're also someone that you know we we question if the childhood occurred in your life. And, you <laughs> well, know, we, we're
3: also we're easing Greg into the general population with this <laughs> new job he's had for the last few years, so it's all it's all happening.
6: Although I can't debate, I have no hot takes on Frozen as you do, so I'll go with I, your. T- I think you're right, probably. Wait, but
3: you're saying because they're.
4: I don't. I really don't want to get into okay. it too much.
6: <laughs> I, I will think- say
2: that the like the metal detectors. That's actually a really comforting thing because I was there. The last time I was there, I was thinking. Like, why aren't there metal detectors? With how many people walk through? I would feel a lot These safer. These
6: are different times,
3: is what Sydney. Good job
6: by like. Sydney to get the Around the NFL podcast crew off the frozen topic. <laughs> yes. Just
2: bringing it around.
3: So I'm sorry to break the bad news to you about your upcoming Halloween party. Well, I, yeah, already, I experienced
6: it. It's fine. Okay, cool. Upcoming Halloween, when it's <laughs> 12 months away or something.
3: You know, Come might on. be planning. Anyway, the rest of us took the Packers. Besides the Sizzler. All right, it's that time of the show where we bring in, uh, you know, one of uh, the, the, you know, how do we look at this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This, I, you know, we talked you about know. the brotherhood, you know, uh, which would incorporate the four heroes. Oh, I
4: thought you were going to say one of the faces of NFL Network. That would have been
3: that well, been I'm getting to do it.
2: We've done that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we've done that before, before though. But he, this, this is one of Dick.
3: the close friends of oh, the Around okay. the NFL uh, podcast. Uh, you know her as the face of NFL Network. Uh, her name is Lindsay Rhodes. <laughs> Click
2: that for your Emmy reel. <laughs> what, what?
3: There you go. Um,
2: <laughs> you, I, I want to know where you were going initially, though, before oh, no, you were no. interrupted, because you sort of started saying, like, hey, they're the, like the regulars or the here." Or I, I don't exactly remember your words, but <laughs> you're. And then and then. and then Well, Lizzie. no, I, I don't like know. It, the way you were setting it up and then the way you finished the you introduction. You felt it, it might was not a little have been like an outsider.
3: Not complimentary on that. Yeah. level.
2: Well, kind of like, um, hey, guys, there's us.
3: Almost And as then I- there's
2: also Lindsay. Yeah.
3: Well there's tiers is what I guess but I wanted to do it in, <laughs> Oh I didn't want You I just wanted got to do right
2: it. down to it. That's no. what I that's what I was alluding to. See that's no, exactly but not in that sense.
3: Because you don't understand that the hierarchy, you are high up. Oh. But you're just I'm
2: on a different tier I mean you haven't
3: been on four hundred podcasts with us. You're racing up the power rankings. Ooh. I don't know. You're I'm thinking just, myself. Some it. are more
4: equal than others. It, I thought your awkward uh, text telling Lindsay to get up here uh, was going to be your low point, but you know, <laughs> I was I was wrong.
2: Yes, I was running a few minutes late, and I got a Are you in danger? Do you need help?
3: Text. <laughs> I like that. that I think it's a good funny. way to go about <laughs> it. I didn't want to be a monster. <laughs> Lindsay, welcome back to the show. In spite of all this, I am you know, as you know, a huge fan of your work on NFL <laughs> Network, and. Uh, <laughs> Personally, I find you to be delightful. I can't even look at you. So that's why you're here, and uh, Thanks. so we are going to talk about some football. Would you games. like
2: an autograph in black ink?
3: Yes, Ooh. only mm-hmm. black. Before before we started rolling here, I I did acknowledge that I I, I hate blue pens, blue ink, um, to the point I need I can't they can't even be around me. It's a weird. Well, thing. and I'm
6: urging you to seek. Help on that (laughs) because I, as mentioned, I think it darts back to a time early in your life. I don't know. Perhaps.
2: And I do think that a hypnotist would be really good mm. podcast material. Yeah, yeah.
6: I and mean, who knows do? what a hypnotist would find if you went into a subconscious version of data? Is society still buying into hypnotists, it's by the like way? It's not like a hypnotist with like a cape and
4: like it's it's not a. I'm not
6: saying it's hypnotism either. What
4: if they? they well, go we need you need help is what I'm saying. What if they go in there and there's they don't find that much? Just like a lot of <laughs> well, hair, thoughts, no, hair. <laughs> <laughs> hair thoughts. There is nothing there. Hair.
2: The one thing – He's just like, cheeseburgers. Yeah. Wait, you He's calling like, me fat? Was that a fat, <laughs> fat?
3: <laughs> The Irish Catholic in me will never seek uh, professional help. All You you just bury it, and then you move on. So the pen stuff is way deep okay. in my inner psych. There's no getting out.
6: Okay. Okay, well, you're beyond help. Let's forge on.
3: Yes, exactly. All right, let's talk about some football games. Uh, I would love, uh, Lindsay, for you to join us in this part of the show where we talk about uh four different games as we continue to work through Sunday slate, uh, and Monday night, of course. Let's start with a game in Pittsburgh. This is a big one. This is a big one with big playoff implications for both teams. The Denver Broncos at Heinz Field to face the Steelers. Uh it's a game between a ten and three uh Bronco team, uh that is coming off a, a tough loss. Uh in their building with Brock Osweiler, his first loss at a start, as a starter. And here are the Steelers coming on strong eight and five might even be getting, having cute little thoughts about ooh, can we steal the AFC North with the Bengals in trouble uh, with AJ McCarron now playing quarterback. Lindsay, I'll start with you. Is there anybody playing at a higher level in the AFC right now than the Steelers?
2: I really like the Steelers right now. Um, I think this is kind of the team that we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year. And then we sort of forgot about in the middle of the year because they were dealing with so many injuries, but this offense is just so good.
3: It's um, even more impressive though, because Le'Veon Bell yeah. is not involved this guy. And we, you know, we've thrown parades for this guy. He's how best talented back he is, in the league, I think. And he's not in the picture and yet they're still dominant.
2: Yeah. How is D'Angelo Williams doing what he's doing uh, at this stage in his career? I think is one of the bigger question marks of the season, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing the Steelers offense against the Broncos defense. Uh, the Broncos D de- TJ Ward with a great line this week saying uh, they're just hot because they haven't faced us yet. Mm, so that's fair. That'll be on a bulletin board in uh, Pittsburgh's locker room, I'm sure. But it is fair. They're number one in everything.
3: Is there an actual bu- bulletin board like in locker rooms anymore? sometimes. I mean, if you're
6: playing Mike
4: Patton, I'd have a bulletin board in (laughs) your...
3: Mike Patton's got a pipe down.
4: One of the things I like about the Steelers is that last week, they showed you they don't have to go one speed. It doesn't all have to be bombs down the field. I think the Bengals did a very good job taking away the deep ball, and what you saw was a lot of Ben Roethlisberger going through his progressions, going to the open receiver. They killed the Bengals in time of possession. It was a different type of... Steelers game, because I think that the defense they were facing was doing a good job. So they just took what they gave him. It showed a little bit more of a mature Ben Roethlisberger. I don't think that kind of player existed three or four years ago where he can really dissect the defense, know exactly where to go like a Tom Brady. And and I think that's what he showed last week.
5: He's been my favorite quarterback to watch this year. I don't think anybody's
4: thrown the ball better than him. I agree. I think he'd be my MVP pick if he had played every game or at least my he's the best quarterback in the league pick.
2: Not to take anything away from him, but you also wonder if with the offensive weapons that he has, that puts him in a position to do that a lot more, right? Yeah. Whereas in the yeah. past, if you have one or two guys that you might know, that's who I need to get the ball to. Yeah. Right now, it's like, if you want to take away Antonio Brown, that's fine. We've got Marcus Wheaton. We've got Martavis Bryant. Uh, I can find Heath Miller. If you, I mean, it, this is a pick your poison offense if there is one in the NFL.
6: Yeah. And and you're right. You're right about saying that over the last you know month or so that they are a different team and they really have. Heated up. I mean, they're averaging like basically more than two touchdowns more per game than they were over the first half of the season. And I think it's such a different feeling than when we were writing all these articles about Ben Roethlisberger and Todd Haley aren't on the same page. That whole thing that went on and on. Now they talk about them like finishing each other's sentences the same way that Arians and Big Ben were. And they're playing that way. I mean, it just—I would not want to deal with this team now, and definitely not in the playoffs.
4: Although a lot of people are just assuming they win this game, and it is the best defense in the league, the most consistent defense uh, from week one on to now, and they have everyone healthy for the most part. So I think CJ Anderson also for the offense is going to play well. It, you do wonder if Brock Osweiler has a really has a bad game. He hasn't really had terrible games, he but hasn't if he has really a, yet. if he has a bad game and and they score fourteen or seventeen points again. You know, the Peyton Manning chatter increases next
3: week. I hold here in my hands. It's funny you bring that up, uh, Greg. The 2000 se- 2015 season week, 15 research notes. We built this city. <laughs> we built this city on rock and roll. Since Brock Osweiler. out. Yes.
2: That was Starship, not Jefferson Airplane, right?
3: Yeah. Oh. Like
2: post-Jefferson Airplane.
3: Yes. Was Starship, it Starship yeah, Airplane or something? No, just Starship. It was just Starship. Because they got sued, but we'll get to them in a second. Since Brock Osweiler.
2: get to that when I was in, like, third grade.
3: Yeah. Since Brock Osler, Os- Osweiler took over the starting job in week 11, the Broncos have the most three and outs in the NFL. Denver has 18 three and outs in that span, followed by Houston, Philly, and New England. Mm-hmm. New England, interesting. And San Francisco. The Broncos have not reached the end zone in their last 23 offensive drives. Wow. Runs, tied for the longest active drought with the Colts. So, you know, and by the way, Peyton Manning returned to practice this week. He was with the scout team, which I can't imagine he ever thought that would happen in this December or any December. But Brock not tearing it up.
4: Jameis Winston has 21 three and outs all year. And Brock Osweiler's got 18 in four weeks.
2: So, like, just last week's game, though, I don't know that you can put much of that on Brock. I not agree. all of it. The would, game one game was awful. There were so many drops. He was getting hit on every single drop back. Not all of it. I don't know. but, but his numbers don't you
6: know. look good. But, but I don't know how. Yeah, much when they're, they're not again. running the ball well, you can it, they're they're not going to be able to keep up with a team like the Steelers or a lot of teams.
3: Uh, let's say, can you just bring up that song again because I do. I, I just want to say, first of all, yeah, they were. Once this was Jefferson Airplane, and then some of the band left, and then they sued them because they were Jefferson's Starship, so they had to drop Jefferson and just be Starship, and then once this was. This was a number one hit in 1985, and the reason that this song is in my head right now is because I just watched the timeline on uh, A Tale of Two Cities uh, between San Francisco and, and Dallas, and uh, Jeremy Renner, who narrates from the San Francisco point of view, uh, claims uh, Starship as something to be proud of. That is the worst song No, of the 1980s. Uh, it's usually no, voted the worst song Absolutely of all time. Absolutely not. You disagree? Lindsay, Lindsay.
4: No, it, it triggers I'm, an involuntary dancing yes. response from Lindsay. You couldn't <laughs> yes. help yourself.
2: Yeah. Lindsay I think the I first time spot, I right? – well, never mind. I, I haven't made it rain quite often, but uh, – yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> I was going to say, like, third grade Lindsay had, like, you know, a stack of Monopoly money, mm-hmm. and oh. it was used in a skit that went to that song. i It brings looked back really this, good memories.
5: And it turns out you cannot build a city on rock and roll. <laughs> well, well, the difference – so I'm eight
2: wondering if – Denver or Pittsburgh was that's fair it was used, wait
4: you you made it rain in a third grade skit what kind of school
2: I don't think I don't think it was literally like the uh you know
4: Lindsay's been doing the Aaron Hernandez touchdown (laughs) celebration I know we're not supposed to say that name ever again but why
3: what happened
2: that part is now edited out
3: yeah Well,
2: we rejoin you. No, I I mean, I just around the NFL podcast.
3: They're bad. But yeah, because they're from San Francisco. So renters like, yeah, while the Niners are flying high and we were owning the rock charts too. It's like, whoa, slow down. Let's not break. Why don't you just claim the Grateful Dead instead?
4: Huey Lewis.
3: Huey Lewis got a lot of pub too.
2: How do you not think that that's so bad? It's good, though.
6: Well it is. Like that was it so But You were in third grade, I was in fifth grade. These guys were in diapers when this song came out. So it's like, no, no, because he's <laughs> It hasn't easier. aged well. It That's the thing. Aged. I think if it wasn't it was part of my exp- I remember I was dating some crazy girl back then. In fifth like, grade? Hell yeah.
3: Wow. Sessler Cessler <laughs> peaked as a ladies' band uh in like Nineteen ninety. <laughs> well, you the you might want to in inform my wife that.
2: <laughs> but yeah. That's when you were going with someone. Well, it's yeah, like you send a, a
6: note aclo- across the class. and so gets well, intercepted by a teacher and read to everyone, and the relationship's over. All right. Yeah, I was
3: fifth grade, too. That was my favorite song for probably a summer. What year yeah. was that? It was 85. Oh. I just looked it up. It was number one in November 1985. Okay. All right, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised, Lindsay. I got to say. Like do you re- do you recognize that the song is bad now or is it so steeped in the like nostalgia you Like if it came out now youth? it
2: would not be popular but yeah. no it's too steeped in nostalgia. Okay. All right,
3: cool. I feel like we're we're in a <laughs> weird place it. today. Are we? But I, well, well uh, yeah, you started fantastic. it. Text.
2: With your uh
3: no. Dan set get the, up the table improperly. We also at the holiday party. Uh, listen, it's all coming out now. at the holiday party on Wednesday, which was a great time on Tuesday, Lindsay made a reference to Mark and I being smug as well.
6: Oh, I <laughs> do recall
4: that now. What was no, the reasoning uh, for that? That seemed wrong of you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I,
4: your, your your point was proven right there with that answer, though, Lindsay. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. You know, no, I'm inviting just, you to The whole debate, reaction you know. to this prove, proves you right.
2: I don't remember how we got into it, but I do believe that you were smug. Okay. <laughs> I
6: don't recall, you know, I'd like to have a better
2: recollection it was the of the smug of what was judgment happening. uh, you know, against mm. the wall judging Ooh. the
3: room. Mm. Well, that's That does sound necessary. Right?
2: No, that does not.
6: Dan, <laughs> that's not helping. Okay.
2: Compiling <laughs> smug text messages or twit tweeters tweets tweets I don't know what I I don't. know. Listen, in your that, head as the party was going
4: on. That sounds tweeters. very one-sided to Benzie me. And suddenly sounding like Bill Belichick talking about <laughs> <social
3: media. laughs> Uh, all on right. the face tweet. Let's move on. Face Speaking check. of Bill Belichick, his former team, the Cleveland Browns, travel oh, that's, to that's Century link Field <laughs> to face the Seahawks. Does it make you feel better? Pete Carroll, uh, the Jets' former coach, uh, will be there. So this is a game uh, that looks like a mismatch on paper. Obviously, the Seahawks, if the Steelers are the best team in the AFC right now, the Seahawks might be, and all due respect to the Panthers, Come might on, be playing man. better than anybody in the NFC. Uh, so, here we go. Looks like a blowout. But, Mark, you see this game being closer, don't you?
6: Well, I mean, I don't know if it's – I pick Seattle, so I don't think it's going to be – Oh, back down. I, I I'm not on NFL
4: Now you didn't. I, on NFL Now? Yeah, you made a headline from the future that Johnny Manziel was going to win the game. They're going to spread
6: <laughs> the I'm a field. totally
4: different person on NFL Now. I <laughs> that's, mean,
6: I think by the way, like, Greg
3: just snitched on you so hard, Mark.
4: Well, we can – there's another part to that, and we'll get
6: to yeah. that. And it doesn't involve me. But, you know, with I think Manziel – is He's Cleveland's most exciting player. And I think that he doesn't have a lot of game tape. He's not necessarily someone that they know fully how to prepare for. He's not a perfect quarterback either, and he has no weapons. Now, last, year, he, last week he got 200 Other yards on the ground rushing, and that is what no quarterback in Cleveland's had all season. So I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball, and that is probably what puts Manziel in a real tough spot. Out of the gate, and then you're looking at Cleveland's defense that couldn't stop a middle school team from rushing for 200. Wait, yards. so you're so, saying
3: it's going to be a blowout for the Seahawks?
6: No, I think that I think they're going to. Cleveland has in, in some games they've scored more points than people expect, and I just think that they're going to somehow. Their attitude seems to be we don't give a crap anymore. We're just going to do all we can to be a spoiler. That may translate to nothing. I'm just saying that something about Manziel's different than if you threw Josh McCown or Austin Davis in there.
2: Look, I don't think that this is going to translate to a Cleveland win, but I really want to see this Seahawks team without Thomas Rawls or Marshawn Lynch. Mm. I mean, th- this is a team that relies really heavily on its run game, and you might be starting Bryce Brown this
5: They've weekend. got the alt backfield now with Bryce Brown and Kristen Michael. Yes, they do. <laughs> Michael
4: brought back
3: once again. You
4: saw it. You saw it last week for three quarters against a team that is similar in talent to Cleveland. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens and they didn't have any problem because right now they have the most accurate quarterback in the league. I mean, Russell Wilson's winning games without running the ball. Uh, His act. I mean, his throws last week into tight windows, not easy throws, just money play after play. I think the CX are the best team in the league just about right now. Their defense does give up more passing yards than you'd expect. Even Jimmy Clausen went up and down the field in the first half, but I would expect them to route the Browns. Why not? Most people do.
2: How can you say they're the best team in the league though when we don't even know who their running back is this week?
4: That's fair. I mean, may- maybe saying they're the best team in the league—they have been. They're, in the they've last been few playing weeks. as well as anyone, yeah. and their running game's not going to be as good. So much out.
5: disrespect for the Carolina Panthers yeah, on true. this that podcast. No, that's fair. That's but true, like, and the Cardinals. Let's
3: that's let's true. be honest though. Like if Marshawn Lynch comes back and is close to Marshawn Lynch in Week 17, I like their chances against anybody in the league. We all picked the Seahawks. Uh, to win uh, we also I don't think I mentioned it because we got sidetracked by Starship we all picked the Steelers as well moving on the Carolina Panthers the team that uh, is a former team of ATL but now a team that is disrespected uh, says some I think there's a lot of, there's a healthy amount of respect uh, for the Panthers but just not I in this it. room uh, I don't know. I mean, 13 and 0. I think they're a great team, but it doesn't mean they can't be beaten is what I my opinion. I think there are other teams that are almost as good as them or just as good. But they're facing the Giants this week at the Meadowlands, um, a Giants team that is fighting for its playoff life at six and seven, coming off a win on Monday night in Miami. The Panthers, of course, three wins away from being the second team in NFL history to go 16 and oh, uh, Chris Wessling. Hey, you see this. Well, I'd like to say that Eli has a history of
5: beating undefeated teams late in the season, and if you have Odell Beckham, you can do anything, but I don't believe that. I think the Panthers are going to win handily. They do every week. Mark?
6: Well, I picked the Giants. And what? As did I, buddy boy. What's I, going on? Well, because cause for me, it's, it's, called not, onions, it's baby. not a disrespect towards the Panthers. I'm just I'm rolling the dice, number one, but I kind of think that Odell Beckham is the one player that they haven't dealt with this season you know that could completely change the way this is now but greg you you're asking me to logically explain yeah, why the giants fair. are a better team i'm not i'm just i just went for the upset the giants stink in many aspects of what they do they flat out stink and if they didn't have odell beckham they might have
4: Three or four wins tops right now. He's going against one but of the best. Do. one of the best secondaries in the league, and Josh Norman has played five or six of the best wide receivers in the league. NFL research had a stat. I don't have the names right in front of me. Then and he's held them to a total of ninety nine yards between five but, big name receivers. Well, it's but like he has Dez, not, Julio
6: Jones, and a well, that's fine. He has Odell Beckham not can faced have Odell
3: Beckham is. yet. I think he's different. I think he's in his own league, and I think DeAndre Hopkins had a, a tweet that he posted briefly on Thursday. I think it was it tweeted at ODB and it was something along the lines of good luck going up against the best cover three corner in the league. So Josh Norman Smug. Uh that's smug. Um <laughs> is is someone else is throwing out some heat about Josh Norman maybe not being as good as he's being built up to be right now. Just I'd same knock on Richard Sherman, who's been an all pro in that, the I last mean, two or three years. That's fair. I that's how I look at it. And mine is not even so much of the, I know the Giants in their building with Eli. And Coughlin, I know that they can rise to the occasion at times and surprise you. And I also think, and Wes, I know you say it a lot, history is instructive. Nobody goes undefeated because it's so hard to do. And I just sincerely believe they will get picked off one of these weeks. And why not it be on the road against a team that when everything's clicking, they almost beat the Patriots when the Patriots are undefeated. They have the best wide receiver in the league. It could happen. And
6: to your point, Dan, when you see these teams go 13-14-0, a lot of times, the loss when it occurs is not the team you would have thought. It is not the best team they played. They get up for that game, and they do. Ooh. Now the Panthers have gotten up Ooh. every
3: week, but it usually is an unusual loss. That reminds me of the night. This is way back, but 1998, the Denver Broncos were 13 and 0, went the to the, the Netherlands, and lost to the New York Giants. Well, there, they the year lost
6: before, to the Beng- they lost to the Bengals. Then, yeah, they were but they the were Giants the knocked Chiefs, them off.
3: The yeah. Chiefs
5: did. So, are, are when you they started saying- up 13 and 0? I think.
2: Are you saying that you're more or less picking the Panthers to just run into a wall, I think than you are picking the Giants to beat them?
6: Yeah, like it's not—it's an—it's an, it's an absurd—it's absurd to pick the Giants from an angle of I'm breaking down the game logically. Mm-hmm. You know, we make these picks. I'm like ten behind the guy in first oh, place. Come on, I'm just That's rolling it. the dice. Do you know who that That's guy in, in first
5: place it. is.
4: The man to my right. Ooh,
5: just nice. tied Patra.
4: Okay, it's tied. The problem the problem is the Giants <laughs> so and, and Odell Beckham. Well, you said, you're the, you, you said you're the guy in first place, and then you tell me it's tied. So it's, I, I like that.
2: Yeah, okay, it's tied. That's
6: uh, that's a lesson in smugness, what you just said. <laughs> I want to just
3: say I, it again. The Broncos started 13-0 in 1998. Week 15 defeated by the Giants at the Meadowlands. This is
4: hocus-pocus talk. That has nothing to do with this game. Odell Beckham is great, but he's one player. The problem is the Giants' defense has to take the field, and the Panthers' offense is one of the best offenses in the league, one of the hottest offenses in the league, and there's no reason to think they're going to be held under 35 points. In this okay, game. I'll
2: give you a reason. If, if there is a reason... Jonathan Stewart's out. Big reason. So Good they job. have they have a huge gap at running back right now. Fozzie Whitaker, Mike Tolbert, and who's the third one? Cameron Artis right Paint. Yeah. None but of them have done anything. I, loved, this year. I
4: love Jonathan Stewart, but to me that running game is the system and it's Cam Newton and it's a very difficult one to defend. And I would expect kind of like the old Broncos teams or whoever that whoever's in there is gonna be able to run the ball for the Panthers.
3: The um rest of the Still team so they're gonna win. Including Connor, Wesley, and Patra all the took the Panthers moving on which, the
6: by the way it's the first time Connor's taken the Panthers all year is that right
3: it's a third time but third at <laughs> that's three out of th- you know 14 which is that means amazing. they're going down not so coincidentally he's in last place in the state <laughs> uh, right. the Cincinnati Bengals are back in action this time without Andy Dalton who uh has a fractured thumb. A.J. McCarron will start. They get the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, this is a game uh, in San Francisco. So the Bengals need to go on the road here and steady the ship. I mean, when you look at the AFC North, Greg, you got Cincinnati at 10-3, and three, Pittsburgh two games behind them. You know, the way Pittsburgh's playing, you wouldn't be shocked if they, they won out. So Cincinnati's got to win a couple of these games potentially. Got to start right here, right? That's true,
4: but... If you use the playoff predictor on NFL.com, you find that Bengals are going to win almost any tiebreak. So really, they probably just, ha- with the Steelers. win a game. They just have to win a game unless something crazy happens. If they win a conference game, one of their last two conference games, it's absolutely clinched, and there's there's no problem. But even all they have to do is win this game. And I think this is a great top-to-bottom team, and I think A.J. McCarron showed more last week than we expected. Four or five really nice throws down the field also made some mistakes, but he just needs to be okay. He just needs to be Brock Osweiler level of play, and the rest of that team can win it for him
3: would be nice if he had Tyler Eifert, but Eifert is still not practicing as of Thursday with that concussion. Mark, I'll throw it back to you again because you got a hero pick here. The San Francisco 49ers are going to knock off Cincinnati. Mm.
6: I did not pick the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at it on our website. Well, I'm going to correct that. That's absurd. There's no way I think they're beating <laughs> No, Cincinnati. he
2: did that on NFL now, so it doesn't count. <laughs> oh, no.
3: Come on, Mark.
6: <laughs> I do not. Well, why you, you could, why are we our su- picks all the time? I'm surprised anymore. <laughs> you can throw it to me, but I, here's what I will tell you, that if you're A.J. McCarron, this is the perfect way you want to start what is this run towards the playoffs and replacement of Andy Dalton right now because – This is a 49ers team that just got outclassed and whacked by the Browns.
3: Yeah, it's not a good look.
6: And there's really no – I know that we were saying, oh, the 49ers are better at home. Well, they're not that much better at home. They're not good enough at home to be a good team on any level. And you just want to look at the talent on both sides of the ball. There is no reason to think that the 49ers are going to take care they, of business. They here. can be frisky though. They, they really can be frisky, can be. but they're not going to win the game. Even it.
3: Arizona learned that. Uh they barely beat them. I mean, I mean, this is a team San Francisco obviously flawed, but with Cincinnati in a, in a, a tough spot right now, this could be a game, right, Lindsey?
2: I, I yeah. I mean, we <laughs> <laughs> you don't
4: sound convinced.
2: Well, no, I mean, on paper, there's it's like it's like you said with the Giants and the Panthers. It's like there's no real reason to think that the Niners would be able to beat the Bengals. But weird things happen in the NFL. Mm. And so because of the agent McCarron factor, you kind of go, maybe this might be a little bit closer. This might be one of those upset games that at the end of the weekend, mm. how did that happen? They mm.
4: just gave up nine sacks to the Browns. And this Bengals defensive line is one of the best in the league. I mean, if we just did the front four in terms of Dunlap, Atkins, Peco and uh, Michael Johnson, I mean that's got to be a top three or four. I mean they should they should just take care of business. Well I will say no this too: why they shouldn't.
6: They gave up about 230 yards rushing to the Browns, and the Browns hadn't had a running back run for more than 50 yards in a game since like week three or four. So. That's the other strength. If you're A.J. McCarron, you can give the ball to your diverse backfield and have them just gallop around all day. 49ers might be playing
5: with a chip on the shoulder. after.
2: (laughs) I would love to see them gallop. I'm sorry to interrupt. (laughs) That's all right.
5: Uh, After Mike Patton basically questioned their effort last week, Mm. I think the 49ers might have. Mike Penton to play for Mike Patton's just popping
4: off like a guy who knows he's well, in the last Mike's gotta games, calm you know? down. He, he, he like
3: does it. need to calm down. Uh Jeep Christ uh, said, you know, he didn't like the idea that Petton was shining his star, I think was the expression, uh, at the expense of the Niners because they finally won a game after getting out class for week upon week, weeks upon week. So, you know, Mike, come back to us, buddy. In <laughs> the words of Mike Francesa, come back to us. That's fair, dog. Uh Lindsay Rhodes.
2: <laughs> That's fair, dog.
3: You've done it again. What else can be said? You are the host of NFL Network's flagship program.
2: And you're a big fan. I'm a
3: fan. I'm a fan, of you. I a fan of you. Work. Yeah. That was my favorite part. I'm a fan of your work. let's not underplay that. I mean, that means Lindsay has r- reached the summit of NFL Network programming. Uh, <laughs> so you should be proud of yourself in this <laughs> holiday season. <laughs> 7 p.m. Eastern.
2: Now beat it, donkey. <laughs> uh,
3: Lindsay Rhodes, thank you very much. Uh, you're the best. And we will see you. I guess on the other, maybe on the other side of the new year. Soon, hopefully, because you are a close friend of the show.
2: <laughs> All right, thanks. thanks for having me, guys.
3: <laughs> All right, thank you to Lindsey Rhodes for stopping by. But we have more show to do, guys. Let's move on. The Miami Dolphins head to San Diego to face the Chargers in what, yes, sadly, could be the final game uh, at Qualcomm Field. Stadium, stadium, the Q in San Diego. A great, a great town, San Diego. Not yeah. a great stadium out there. That's a dump. But uh, hopefully the the Chargers stick around in San Diego. But if they don't, this is it. And I might have to on Sunday, um, you know, honor that occasion or show some respect with a rendition of a certain song. But we'll uh, cross that bridge when we get to it. As for now, this game. This is a game between a three and ten team and a five and eight team. Neither going to the playoffs. Not much to get excited about. The one good news, if you're a Chargers fan, is this game will not be flooded with Dolphins fans because Dolphins fans are probably checked out on the season as the San Diego.
4: (laughs) They struggle a little bit to fill up their home stadium or or defend it. There was a lot of Giants fans there in Miami on Monday night. This will be a really interesting game. We're going to send one of our desk staffers and uh, occasional around the NFL writer, Andrea Hageman, we call, we call her Andy but so that's you know a, that's her byline love Andy. so she'll be down there and I I find it interesting just to see like what what happens at this game in terms of the fans and just what the scene is like because it's in a I know there's not a ton of Chargers fans compared to some fan bases but it's got to be an a, emotional thing this is a franchise that's had uh a lot of You know, fun times, a lot of success in the 70s, certainly with Schottenheimer also in the 2000s. And and this could be it. It, It's just going to be a a strange, interesting scene
6: to watch.
3: Andy on the pod to talk about it. I think
4: we're, we're
6: planning to, Let's according do it. to her availability. Now, do you, Greg, do you see a duplicate scene of when Cleveland left and fans were crying and ripping the dog pound uh, bleachers out and throwing them on the field? Or is it going to be a <laughs> little more uh, mundane than that in your book?
4: I don't think it would be like that anyways, but it's not a fair comparison because we don't know that the Chargers are leaving or not. If they had announced yeah, it's that... Not- we have, if they had announced at the beginning of the Definitely. season that the Chargers, or midway through the season, that the Chargers are going to Los Angeles, I think the scene would be a lot different than it yeah. is, which is just confusing at this point. I feel for the – I mean, I know we all live close enough where you know a couple people
6: down there, and I know some hardcore Chargers fans, and I just think the fan base has been yanked around for a long time as it is, and it's a bad way to put an exclamation point on it. They've been in
5: San Diego for 55 years, which is longer than the Browns were in Cleveland when wow. they moved to Baltimore.
4: Yeah. Wow. I mean, and this is an a, a team with a, a championship history in the AFL. Uh, Sick Gilman. I don't know. It's I'm, a, it's a bummer. But it's also – I don't quite buy it's their last game. That's the thing. We, we've we been talking about L.A. and the NFL, and I know the momentum is different, but I don't right. really buy it's the last game at this well, point. Well, there's a huge we'll vote see. coming
6: up in January, we'll and we'll that's s- going to dictate right. probably the next – I think there's a chance it's the last game, yep. but it might be 50-50. Doesn't
3: it start to feel like some of the buzz around this, this the moving to L.A. stuff? Starting to feel like it's not going to happen next year?
6: Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that feel that it's going to be – it needs another year of discussion because the, these owners aren't uh, knee-jerk it's, operators. I, I think they it's almost be-
3: become a paralysis-by-analysis situ- situation where they know how important this is. Well, we'll see. By the way, I just changed my pick in real time. <laughs> Uh, cuz i kind of forgot about the the chargers and could be their last game i think that will be something the team will get behind a little bit and the fans will be a little more amped up potentially i like the chargers as do mark and connor Wes and patrable took the fins
4: i think philip rivers and some of those players will be emotional he said he he expects it to be emotional so i think a guy like a guy like rivers gates and floyd who have been teammates for longer than any trio of teammates in nfl history i mean they're going wow gonna, they're going to they're going to be going out there and trying to win this as much. I'd be emotional easy. if I had eight children or and had to move them,
6: them. That sounds like a long <laughs> offseason process
4: and sort of a headache.
3: Uh, moving on, the Arizona Cardinals, the team of Around the NFL. Team of ATL. Thank you. They are traveling to Philadelphia to face the Eagles. Listen, whenever you can get two first-place teams battling it out, you got a classic on your hands. You, you know, Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, what am I wrong?
5: There's nothing about this Eagles team that screams classic to me. Well, first place is correct.
6: Are you? That's all? Are, do the Eagles still interest you in terms of the whole the Chip Kelly experience and maybe believing that they can still be that team that he thinks they are? Are we completely done with this Eagles team?
3: For me, the the fun thing. Um, uh, getting behind the idea of Chip Kelly being exposed as someone that's not going to revolutionize the game—that's too easy now. So I've lost my joy of rooting against the Eagles. Yeah. So now I just look at them objectively as a team that's not very good and one that's probably going to get waxed by a superior team. And
6: yeah, I artists. would say that Connor Orr is proven to be more—you know—out there with his schemes and team building processes than <laughs> Chip Kelly. Well,
3: you're talking about the Portland River Hogs.
6: Yeah. I mean, Connor is a revolutionary in thought. He makes Chip Kelly look like. Well, Doug Marone, Frank. I
3: really hope some of our listeners tweeted at Niall Davis to congratulate him because that would be even more confusing than all our, our Twitter users that tweeted at Gary Barnage about his uh, British roots. <laughs> I think this would be uh, even more confusing because Niall Davis would actually think something had happened and he was maybe playing in the some type of arena league. <laughs>
4: I think this Eagles team is more interesting still than the, the rest of the NFC East. Sam Bradford has not played particularly well, and I think, Wes, you're right when you say people are just looking for reasons uh, to get behind them. But if, if nothing else, the DeMarco Murray in the running back situation is interesting to watch. Fletcher Cox is playing really well. I, I do feel like they're capable of having a better game, a better best game as a team than the Giants or the Redskins. I don't think they'll be that competitive or win this game against the Cardinals. But I think if they could somehow get into the playoffs, they'd be a little, little frisky, maybe. Really? I mean, not. I don't. I, I can't just think, think. There's of, a better chance that I they think, would have a frisky game.
5: I can't think of anything interesting about this team. I mean, you're you think that Demarco Murray situation is interesting, but he's just not a very good football player this year. Right. I mean, that's not interesting to me.
3: Connor no longer picks against the Panthers, but now he has picked against the Cardinals. Uh, you know, quite a. a Around the NFL, sin to pick the Eagles to beat the Cardinals.
6: Again, a revolutionary. Maybe, you know, a, a one who needs to be thinking more clearly about things, but.
3: Well, he's busy. I mean, he's moving the entire franchise, breaking hearts, right. bankrupting the city of Portland, keep Portland weird. Now he's going to keep Portland bankrupt. Hmm. Bad job by Connor. Powerful man. Yeah. <laughs> he's very powerful. Uh, yes, except for Connor, we all picked the Cardinals. Finally, Monday Night Football. Is a matchup between the Detroit Lions Ugh. and the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> Did the, the, the ESPN lose a bet?
6: I mean, this is
3: well, who. There's only one man that can
6: make this game interesting, Dan.
3: Oh yeah, my man, Mikey Tarico. <laughs> Mike's going to give you everything he got. That's all I know. And Gruden's going to be grinding, and he'll do a nice job.
4: Well, he's a Michigan guy, Tarico, and I think you could tell it. Uh, Patrick really pointed this out, mm. but you could hear it in his voice in that Monday Night game where mm. the Lions lost in Seattle. It's
3: interesting. Mm. That's Mm. true. Got to get Tirico in here. Uh, He won't, though, because ESPN doesn't allow such things.
6: Not a lot of cross-pollination between NFL Network and ESPN.
3: And he's probably afraid of you at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Totally fair. Local corporate giants afraid to (laughs) cross-pollinate. Anybody have anything to say about this game? Because, I don't know, I, I watch every primetime game. Uh, but this one will be one where I might be like on the laptop doing a couple. Well,
6: you want to talk about last? It might be the last time you ever see the pairing of Drew Brees and Sean Payton on prime time.
3: Hmm, that's not enough. Let's
6: let's talk about that. <laughs> they nine. have been on. Do you think they're a, a package deal? Well, yeah. You think it might be a little Willie Beam and Al Pacino at the end of any given Sunday where they go to another team together? That's interesting. But I, I, I good I, ref. I don't so know how you that think works. the
5: Saints have to do a complete rebuild and? Ditch Drew, B- do Drew Brees, if they get rid of Sean. No, Payton.
6: I don't think that. I think that Sean Payton is out the door. I don't, I don't think they Payton. have to,
4: but he's thir- he's going to be thirty-seven years old. He still has plenty of value because he's playing well. He's due twenty million dollars next year, and it's the last year of his contract. So trade high. I still. Kind of doubt it because he's Drew Brees. But if there was ever a time to trade him, you can still probably get a first-round pick or whatever it's going to be for Drew Brees. Plus, Sean Payton. When was the it.
5: last time a franchise quarterback was traded in his prime? Donovan McNabb was past
4: his prime. Well, he wasn't.
5: Well, oh, he, he was man. released.
6: Yeah, it doesn't happen. On I course. mean,
5: I,
4: teams just don't trade franchise quarterbacks. Drew You're Brees. right. Not to mention one who brought the team, you know, their first. Super Bowl championship. The right move though, if yeah, they can get the
3: right really, all back, I think it is. it
6: is. it's not the right move if you if you lose Sean Payton and there's 10 vacancies come January, you need to attract the next coach. Oh, by the way, come on to sit, come on down to New Orleans where you don't have Drew Brees anymore. You've got what Garrett Grace and whoever Luke McCown.
3: But that's when you got to believe in your front office's ability to sell the franchise. I mean, I don't know, it's your, your GM teams.
6: works for the, the Pelicans, so there's another selling point. Bad
5: teams turn around in one year all the time in the NFL. Mm.
6: Yeah.
4: I I know, you know it, it's a little random for a team that's going nowhere, but the Tim Hightower story I think is one of the better ones. The guy that's out of football for four years running his ass off last week. I mean, he was – r- he was running hard. I don't think he's, he's not the most talented guy in the league anymore. But for to be out four years and you got a guy who's making seven times as much on the bench and Hightower is closing out the Bucks in what was a big game for Tampa. I mean, they just handed the ball to Tim Hightower over and over and he wins that game for him. It was a, it was a cool story. He, he was like definitely that. enjoying it. Tim like Hightower
5: H- owns the Arizona Cardinals rookie record for most touchdowns. Hmm.
4: Dan, Tim Hightower, that
6: enough for you to tune in on Monday night.
3: Yep, now he got me. Hightower. I liked Greg's, like, seg into hot butt talk.
4: <laughs> He's been sold. I was wondering why you
6: your, hot ears, butts
3: your ears perked up. With Tim Hightower. That's it. We all picked the Saints to win the game. Those are all the games coming up on Sunday and, and Monday and Saturday. A lot of NFL action. Uh, we will be back on Sunday night with our flagship show, Uh, the Sunday night show where we break down all the results of these games. So make sure you check that out. It's also on YouTube uh, and NFL Now. So thank you, everyone, for listening as we get closer uh, to the end of the regular season. We're getting there. Uh, So here we go. That's it. This is Dan Hansis. Thank you to Lindsey Rhodes signing off for the mailman. The sizzler. The boss. (laughs) and La Cid behind the glass. Till Sunday.
0: Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
1: What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos,